Oh, hey, Mike, what's up? Good morning. Cheers. Had to Cheers. run over and grab my coffee. I like that. Is that a is that a Mick Cafe? It's a Mick Cafe, dude. You can't get a better cup of coffee for a dollar. I was gonna say, like, it's ninety nine cents, or is it an even dollar? Uh, well, actually, technically now it's one twenty nine. To be oh. perfectly honest, but what a rip! What a rip off! Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's it's pretty good coffee considering. It is, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, not, not like a. Uh, you got the the old uh, mug. Yeah, we got a, a B positive mug. mug going. Yeah, yeah, a little little um, dirty chai I got in here. Ooh, that's like fancy, fancy coffee. My goodness. We do how are we doing? How are we doing reception wise? Here, Mike. Yeah. Am I? I think um, just a little, little choppy, but not bad. I, I, we let's uh, we'll power through, and I can try moving if I have to. Um, I could also do the same. So, uh, okay, we're cool. ta- we're, t- we're talking sneakers. We are, my friend. I got a bunch right behind me here. My props. Awesome. And I'd like to. Yeah. Start. So I figured we'd give. Oh yeah, we're chopping. Can you we're... can you hear me? All right. Um, I can now. I can now. All Let's right. see. I want. I want to start with a quick quiz to see how much of a sneaker professional you are. Oh, right? sure, yeah. So I'm going to show you a pair of sneakers, and you're mm-hmm. just going to give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down if they're running appropriate. Oh, all right, cool. Does that sound good? That sounds good, man. All right, you ready to go? It's going to be all rapid right. fire. Let's see. Let's see what okay. we got. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good running shoe, depending on who you are, you know. Um, that's a big old thumbs down, my friend. Okay. Um, also thumbs down. Also thumbs down. Uh, oh, there's the old Hulk of Clifton. That's a, I two thumbs up for that one. If I can go like Cisco right. and Ebert on you, two thumbs up for that one. Uh, <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, no, all right. Uh, no, no. Are these all um, coming out of your closet? Is that what's coming? <laughs> uh, I, just, I just grabbed a bunch of shoes from the mudroom from my family. All right, one last one. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, oh, my goodness. What is that shoe? That looks like a water water shoe. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. I'm gonna say let's no. not run in that sucker. But it but it's minimalist. Yeah. No, all right. There you go. If you're into that kind of thing. All right. Try <laughs> moving a little bit. See if I can get better reception. Okay. Cool. Maybe I'll do. I can do the same and see. <laughs> ortho boot. That's funny. Definitely don't run in the uh, ortho boot there. Oh, my November hair. project. Okay. Cool. Oh, look at you. Outside. Beautiful. Can you, is it better here? Uh, yeah. I mean, you look good. Get some blue skies going. Some blue sky, but can you hear me okay is the important question. I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. So we're time to get serious about sneakers now? 
let's yeah let's get serious so we've got uh you know essentially a couple questions we'll talk a little bit about kind of what makes a good running sneaker kind of how they you know do support provide cushioning all that fun stuff yep. um i know that you tend to you know send people our way when you get like certain injuries that pop up or like if people are running in stilettos you'll tell them like <laughs> hey you know you might need a good running shoe um, or, at least, or at least a good running stiletto. You guys carry that, right? Uh, no, no, we don't do the, the running stiletto. That's a very, it's a very niche market. So, yeah. yeah, we try to. I don't think it'd be worth bringing them. Um, gotcha. Anyway, let's talk about what makes a good running shoe. Awesome. So, a good running shoe will provide kind of the right amount of cushioning that someone needs or wants the right amount of support that someone is looking for um, or needs, and then kind of fits properly. So there's like, you know, a bunch of questions we ask when people come in. We'll talk about their injury history, how they want the shoe to feel, like whether they will take a look at their gait, see if they need support in their shoes or not. Um, and then what we try to do once we figure out how much support we need uh, then we will try to match the foot shape up with a brand, basically. So, like, every brand makes their shoes around kind of a different fake foot. So gotcha. we try to get the, you know, the fake foot that matches your foot. That's the that's the main goal. Gotcha. So can I can I give you some feedback on that? So I've sent yeah totally yeah I've sent lots of clients your way and. A lot of them have like a brand in mind and they're like, oh, I, I like Brooks. I've mm -hmm. heard Brooks was the best. I want Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. And then I know you guys yep. educate them because you look at their foot type and then they come back mm -hmm. to see me. They're like, yeah, guess what? I'm in a Hoka now or I'm in a, a, a Saucony because the Brooks just didn't fit my foot type. So right. do, you, do you guys have a hard time convincing people to leave their, you know, their sneaker they may have been misfit in for a long time? Um, yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a battle, but I think once we find the one that fits, it usually feels much more comfortable. So they go, oh, wow, this feels, yeah, this feels good. But we do get a lot of that where like, um, someone will have friends who run in a certain brand and they'll ask about it and then we'll have to, you know, we could always, tr we could try it, but if it's not going to fit, it's not going to fit. So we do have to do some convincing, uh, but usually once you get a comfortable pair of shoes, it's, uh, you know, the convincing kind of, it does itself, it does it all by itself, you know? It speaks for itself, gotcha. It speaks yeah. for itself, right, right, right. Um, so maybe I'll just, like, talk about, since we're talking fit and stuff, a couple of things we look for when we fit people for shoes in terms of, like, how the shoe actually fits around the foot. Um, so there's... You know, three main things. You get your length, your width, and then there's, like, the volume of your foot. So for length, what we typically want in a running shoe, especially if you're going to be, like, you know, running half marathons, marathons, things like that, we usually want about half a thumb's width of space in the front of the shoe. So if we were to take our thumb and go, bop, want it to line up kind of right in the middle. You know, the rule of, the rule of thumb, as they say. Right? Um, and then the width, the width can be kind of tricky because um, every brand kind of fits a little bit differently. 
Um, but usually you just want the widest part of your foot, so like the ball of your foot there, um, to hit both sides of the shoe. So mm -hmm. ooh, let me grab a, let's grab a shoe I can show you. Um, so you kind of want your foot to hit, oh, put the coffee down, uh, the widest parts of the shoe. So like right where the ball of your foot is, you want to hit the both sides of the shoe, but you don't want to like hang over the outside. You want to be able to kind of look down at your shoe and see the the white stuff, the midsole. If you can't gotcha. see that, then the shoe might be like a little too narrow for you. Gotcha. Um, that's the width. And then like the depth of the shoe is kind of one of the trickier parts because like, you know, we can measure the length of your foot. We can measure the width of your foot, but we can't really measure the volume of it just yet. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some like crazy foot scanner out there that can do that, but I'm not. Or, so, or, or some eighth grade science project type of thing. Right, you right. Know, dip, your, dip your foot in a bucket of water and <laughs> measure well, the change yeah, in. You could, you could. We could figure this out. We could figure it out. <laughs> um, I just don't. I don't have the time, you know. Um, yeah. But basically, we can tell how, like, how if the shoe fits properly in terms of the volume, just by looking at the shoelaces. So, like, you want to look down and kind of see your shoelaces like railroad tracks, basically. So nice and parallel. Railroad tracks. Think railroad tracks. Got it. Yeah. Um, if your shoelaces are kind of like this shoe and they're like really close together, like if you have to like lace them like, like that, yep. too much volume in the shoe. Get too much volume. You're going to probably cut off circulation because you got to tie them so tight just to keep them like on your foot. So, with, then, so with something like that, do you, if, so if the shoe's too, I think you taught me the term blousey, if it's too yeah. loose like that, is there not a, like let's say that was a saucony. Do you now have to redirect someone to another brand because that shoe is just meant for a higher volume foot? Yeah, so we'll do we'll do that. So like we'll put uh, maybe go to like a Brook shoe where it's got like a little less volume in it. Or gotcha. if you're someone who has like a super low volume foot and like even the kind of Brooks or the you know lower volume shoes are too roomy, then we yep. can kind of we'll do what uh, the great Pete Bordelotti calls cheat. Well, cheat the last, which is basically like, so you know, like your shoe has these like insoles in them. Yeah. We'll put like another one of these underneath it, and that will kind of raise you up a couple of millimeters. And yep. we cheated the last, and the shoe fits a little better. Look at Peter cheating last. Yeah, good old Pete. <laughs> um, so then, if the shoe shoelaces are kind of the other way, where like the shoes are like the shoelaces are kind of spread apart at the top. You might feel like your heels popping out of the back of the shoe. Then that just means the shoe's too shallow for you. So we'll either get a shoe that has a little bit more volume. Um, that can be tricky in terms of like we can't really like cheat the last in that respect. We might be able to put in like maybe a thinner insole under your foot, right. but usually it's just either finding a brand that gives you more room, or we can go to like a wider width shoe and that'll give you more like stuff to pull up around your foot. Nice. Got you. So much more than just seeing where your big toe lands on that shoe sizing thing. Yeah, right. It's a little bit more yeah. involved than that, you know? Well, well, and that's and that's why we send people there. Right, it, you know, exactly. If, if, they go to, if they go to certain big box stores that I'm not going to name, they're just going to get a, oh, you're a nine and a half, and this is what all the trendy kids are buying, so let's sell you this shoe. 
right? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so gotcha. yeah, th those are our three things: the, the length, the width, and the volume. Boom. Have a thumb. Hit both sides of the shoe at the widest point. Railroad tracks. Love it. Love it. So, quick question for the the, the widest part. So, typically, the ball of the mm -hmm. foot's like where the the, the toe knuckles are the widest. Yep. So, you know, I've I've had patients that come in and have these tiny little heels and they have a wide okay. foot. So they're like pistoning in and out of the back of the shoe. You guys have, besides like, I know we, I think we might've talked about the lacing technique, getting a loop lock in there to try to tighten it up. But mm -hmm. is there any, is there any way to cheat the upper? Does Peter come oh, yeah. up with any cheating the upper for someone like that? Or what would you do? Yeah. So that can be like kind of tricky, but there are some like lacing techniques, like you said, and then certain brands will kind of fit a little bit better in that respect. I find a lot of brands that are kind of doing, you see that how this, this shoe has this like heel flip going on yeah. yep. so what they're doing it kind of makes the heel counter a little bit narrower so it pinches down a little bit lower on yeah. the achilles and then it kind of peels away so what's nice about that is it does tend to grab onto the heel a little bit better I like um, that. and a lot of brands are doing it so it will help prevent that heel sliding and then the the lacing thing is kind of like a last resort deal every shoe will have kind of like an extra eyelet up top and you can right. always just like either lace it up there or you do the old runner's knots, which, you know, I, I could describe, but you can always just YouTube it and just type in runner's knot, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's a Hoka you're holding there, right? That's a Hoka. So is Hoka's taking over the world right now, it seems like. They Tell are, what, Why? So what's, what, what's so special about them? I think it's just we're on the, uh, you know, the pendulum. There's always like a pendulum that happens with running trends. So gotcha. like a couple of years ago, we had the whole like minimalist trend yeah. where uh, Vibram Five Fingers were all the rage. People right. were popping into your office with all sorts of issues. Lots of metatarsal stress fractures back then. Yeah, right. So like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of issues popping up. So right. then um, Hoka came out, kind of swung the pendulum the other way. And now we've got, well, this is one of their least cushioned shoes, but now we've got a lot of cushioning under the foot, you know? Right. So, so yeah, I think the, it's just the pendulum swinging back the other way. We probably, I mean, Hoka has been growing a lot, but we probably still fit most people into kind of shoes in the middle of the, the pendulum swing, you know? Gotcha. So um, not, minimal, not minimalist, not maximalist, somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah, kind of right in the middle there. But the Hoka shoes are great in that, like, they do provide a ton of cushioning. And because they have a lot of cushioning, they tend to be pretty rigid through the midfoot, which helps with, like, plantar fasciitis issues and, like, heel spurs. And because right. they have a ton of cushioning and they tend to fit a little wider, they help with, like, neuromas. And even, like, if you're, you're just someone who, like, hangs out on your feet all day, um, you know, like a physical therapist, per se, um, you might want a lot of cushioning and a little bit of sport on your foot. Yeah. They're a good option. Got it. So when they first came out, I believe it was the, uh, which one did I try from you guys? It was, it was like a, it was a lot of cushion and it was probably the most comfortable shoe I ever wore and wearing it, wearing it in the office was great. I didn't enjoy running in it. It was a little too much yeah. under my foot. Yeah, yeah. So, but, um, and I see now like you go to a restaurant or even a lot of nurses now, everyone's walking around in black hokas trying to dress them up a little bit. It's true. Yeah. And uh, our good friends at November Project Providence, you know, we had a, uh, a tech rep 
His name is Chase, and uh, I think he's moved. He's like climbed the ladder. Chase is the best November Project Providence. That's why. That's <laughs> is he one a, of the he, reasons why Hoka is so great. He's at Hoka. He is. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. And awesome. Um, so what's cool though? So like you mentioned, sometimes like running in Hoka shoes can be a little tricky like the bondy i think is their most cushioned shoe and i also yeah that's the one i had yeah yeah i have a tough time running in that because it's so soft but i think that's why they come out with these types of shoes too they've done a good job of like not kind of pigeonholing themselves into like just the kind of chunky midsole shoes gotcha. um, so so yeah awesome that's hoka that's hoka that's, my friend. that's hoka that's chase and hoka <laughs> that's it <laughs> all right so Tell me about seams versus no seams. Mm. So let me put this uh, shoe back real quick and grab another option. Let's see. Boom. All right. Boom. So we've got an Asics Gel Nimbus. So back another in the classic. day, so upper technology has changed quite a bit. So now we've got kind of completely seamless uppers um, where it's basically just like one piece of mesh and what that does, it does a couple of things. So it makes the shoe lighter weight because you don't have like a bunch of seams coming together. And then you also reduce like irritation in the shoe. So you right. don't have like, um, you know, friction spots where those two pieces come together. You're going to get a seam and then your toes could rub up against it. And then you've got blisters and that's a nightmare. Yeah, so, I've seen that. Yeah. So what a lot of shoes are doing is they're kind of switching to this um, – either like a mesh upper or some of them will do like a knit upper that is kind of basically like a, like a sock on top of the shoe. Right. And um, in order to add some structure, what they'll do is like with those knit uppers, they'll just sew it like a little bit kind of, kind of tighter in certain areas to add some structure to the shoe. And yep. then on kind of these more mesh uppers, they'll put like these film overlays over top. So the Asics logo on this shoe will provide a little bit of structure, just a, like an overlay on top, and uh, keeps you on top of the platform without adding a seam onto the inside of the shoe. Gotcha. So that's not all just for branding purposes. No, no. The Asics one, certain brands, they actually use their logo for support. Um, yeah. So Asics is one that kind of lends itself to it. Um, and then there's other ones that, that kind of do the same. I'm thinking um, Mizuno is another one yep. that does that. Um, but yeah, so the the uppers are getting you know much more comfortable these days. It's like they are on a slipper or sock, you know. So you got no more seams and socks anymore. No more seams and sneakers anymore. Like you know, right? seams, seams are so early two thousands. They are, man. It's like wires, like. You got to go wireless. You got to go seamless. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, get rid of those blisters, man. We don't want those. No, not good. The worst. That'll, put an end, that'll put an end to your run real quick. Yeah. 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 All sure. right. So what, what else technology-wise or what else are you guys, like, trend-wise seeing in sneakers? Yeah. So what's kind of cool is, like, um, the midsole is kind of where most of your support and cushioning kind of comes from. Um, and what a lot of brands are doing, like in this Hoka shoe, to provide some support is they're basically putting your foot inside of a cradle. So you see kind of on the back how it's like your foot is inside of this uh, wall on the lateral side and on the medial right. side. So it sits it's right in there. 
Yeah, it sits right in like a cradle, and the idea is to kind of guide you down the center of your foot, uh, you know, without adding a ton of extra weight. Typically, if you were like someone who had flatter feet or overpronated a little bit, what shoe companies would do is they put like a harder foam underneath the arch area, so it would just right. be much harder on the medial side and much softer on the lateral side. Right. And then the idea is when your foot overpronates or rotates in, it just corrects a little bit. Yep. Um, so nowadays, some of the brands like Brooks, like this Hoka shoe, um, the Bondi kind of does it too, are kind of doing more of a cradle type thing, um, which makes the shoe like a little softer under the foot. I think it's a little bit more comfortable and um, still provides a little bit of support, which is nice. So uh, you guys, if someone comes in and they need an orthotic, are you recommending mm -hmm. a shoe like that in addition to the orthotic? Or would you be guiding them towards a different shoe? Um, so we would just, ideally we could get them into like a shoe that has the right level of support and then we don't have to throw an orthotic in there. Um, right. But, you know, if there's someone who really needs a ton of support, then we can kind of you know, match the orthotic with the right level of support and, and get them out of the, out the door without, um, you know, hopefully, you know, not having too much support in their shoes. Because sometimes you can go a little overboard with that stuff, you know? You definitely can. You, like our theories, we want to use like the, the, the minimal assist required. So right. if it's going into a more supportive shoe, no orthotic, awesome. If it's mm -hmm. a shoe maybe with a, a really low profile orthotic, great. But we don't like throwing them in the Brooks Beast orthotics heel lifts right two two pairs of socks like microwave oven whatever you can throw in there uh, right. so i agree yeah, yeah that's good yeah, I like yeah. That. ideally you just kind of come in um get your shoe with the right level of support it fits and you're out the door boom and then unless, if they do you want some goo or something you can get some goo too goo. Is that to fix the outside no it's like nutrition oh I thought you meant like sneaker glue to repair the outside or something. Yeah, I mean you've got socks too. You can buy socks. You don't have to just get a shoe, you know. You do have socks. You got you've got a whole like you got a whole self care section there, which is great. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So going back to the sneaker thing, yeah, minimal assist in there, minimal devices in there, minimal inserts, a little bit of foot strength can get most feet in a, a appropriately fitted shoe, and they can do just fine. Right. Yeah. So like what we do is, you know, folks like yourself are trying to get people to get stronger and, you know, need less support in their shoes. Um, so what we try to do is get folks to that point where they can, you know, move down from, say, the Brooks Beast. Maybe then you slide into a moderate stability shoe, then maybe you slide down to a neutral shoe. And you're, gotcha, yeah. you're golden, you know? So, Beautiful. So, yeah. So, we recommend typically, if you're someone who's trying to do that, to do it slowly, you know? So... And that was slowly weeks, months, years? What do you recommend? Um, it, de it depends on where you're at, but, like, months at least, you know? So, like, yeah. you know, if you're trying to switch, like, support levels, then maybe you do, like, 10% of your weekly mileage in it to start. And then gradually increase it over you know, a couple of months. Like it, good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This plan, this plan. That's, plan. That's a good plan. Yeah. That was awesome. I love the sneaker technology, and I used to keep up on it until I met you guys. And now I just send everyone to you guys, and <laughs> I don't keep up on it anymore. My brain's you too small. Have... Yeah, my brain's too small. I can only fit a certain amount of information in there. 
Right. You've got, yeah, you've got all sorts of, like, knowledge about, you know, exercises, strengthening, stretching, physical therapy stuff, grass and dry needling. Uh, what's the other thing? The Alter G. Uh, also, so, I can't, I can't so name all the stuff that's in there. It's like so much. That's where, that's where all the gray hair is coming from. It's just pushing the color right out of my head. Boom. I think I'm getting the same issue, man. I went and got a haircut the other day. Oh, God, it was awful. Um, I have no sympathy for you, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did get a question. I got a question. Let's okay. see. Um, it says, I do Olympic weightlifting, but notice that the tip of the shoes is so narrow that I'm in early stage of toe pointing inside. Any recommendations regarding running shoes with a wide tip? Yeah. So a um, couple of running shoes fit wider than others. So like um, brands like New Balance, Saucony, um, Hoka, uh, Brooks even fits pretty wide uh, through the through kind of the midfoot and up in the toe there. So there are different brands that fit wider. Uh, and those are some Hoka, Saucony, New Balance, and then some Brooks shoes too. So Eric, I got a question for you. Yes, so sir. My opinion, and I'm a huge fan of Olympic weightlifting, and I love the fact that mm -hmm. this guy's doing it. Um, mm -hmm. I would recommend not Olympic weightlifting in your running shoes. Correct. I personally, running shoes meant for running. Yep. You can even get just a flatter, like not as complicated, not as technologically advanced shoe, yep. um, or even go barefoot strengthening, yep. which is what I recommend, and keep the running shoes just for running. Yeah, and I have a, uh, we actually have like a cross trainer here at the store. Which is really? the first cross trainer we've ever had. You've never had them, I know. We never do cross trainers because they're not good at anything. But this one <laughs> is particularly good at uh, weightlifting because it has a pretty solid heel counter. So you've yeah. got some lateral support, some medial support right back in the heel there. Um, yeah. It's called the Reebok Nano X1, and it does fit pretty, uh, pretty wide in the forefoot. So if you do awesome. need a shoe, it's not like an Olympic weightlifting shoe, but it is pretty solid at slick weightlifting. Yeah. So real quick, too, the thing I see a lot is runners, they're trying to get into more strength training. Hopefully they're doing CrossFit and other sorts of like circuit boot camp types of classes, and they're doing agility drills and side shuffling. But running mm -hmm. sneakers aren't meant to go this way, right? Oh, they're meant oh, to go that way. Yeah, so I see some sprained ankles. So I, that's when I – coach them into, you know, you might need to get a cross, cross trainer or even just a, a low cut basketball shoe, something like that to wear in the gym to do that type of thing. Right, right. And uh, November Project Providence is correct. The Nano, great all around shoe. You could use it for CrossFit, like you were saying. So awesome. Good. All right. Well, thank you for chatting with me, Mike. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for sharing your knowledge. I'd love just listening to Sneaker Talk, man. You, you know what you're doing. Dude, I saw a TV, just real quick, I saw a TV show, was it yesterday, on the TV here, and um, it was like sneakerhead talk, like, not running sneaker talk, but it was like, yeah. they had like Lil Wayne on, they had like Drake, they were talking like Jeezy's, is it Jeezy's, Yeezy's, Yeezy's, <laughs> and like Air Force Ones and all that stuff, so it was kind of funny to watch them talk about sneakers, but in a completely different... It's all about the fashion, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little yeah. over my head, over my yeah. head. And that's, we'll talk about that another time. My kids are into the fashion sneakers and the prices on these things. Unbelievable. Oh.
hundreds, Man, hundreds of dollars. Four, five hundred bucks for a pair of like Nikes that I used to wear in nineteen ninety two when I was playing high school basketball. Like, what is that all about? <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, this 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 was great. This is fun, and uh, I'll see you next week. Same same time, same place. Same time. I like the Mondays. See you. All right. Thanks. Cool, thanks man. for joining in. See y'all.